Welcome to the Parasha and Halakha audio series, a presentation of contemporary halachic topics as they relate to the Parasha Tashavua. The Sephardic Halakha Center is committed to advancing the research and application of Halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halachic consultation, monetary bedin services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha journal, and for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email us at info at vshc.org. The following is an introduction from Harav Shemuel Pinhasi Shlita, the Nasi of the Sephardic Halakha Center, followed by a loose translation of his remarks. Oh, אני חייב לומר במילים ספורות שגדולת תלמוד שהביאה לידי מעשה ורבותינו ראו את נושא ההלכה עד כמה זה חשוב עד שאומרים שחדי קודשא בריחו לעשו כשמט את האליבא דהלכתא חז"ל אומרים אוהב השם שערי ציון מכל משכנות יעקב אוהב השם שערים המצוינים בהלכה יותר מכל בתי כנסיות ובתי מדרשות כמה זה חשוב בתי כנסת, כמה זה חשוב בתי מדרשות. אין ספק שכל מילה בתורה יש בזה תילי תילין של שכר בעולם הזה, בעולם הבא, אבל אין מעלה כגודל לימוד התורה, במיוחד כשמגיע הלכה למעשה. עד כדי כך שחז"ל אומרים שמאז שחרה בית המקדש לא זזה השכינה מכותל המערבי, אבל רבותינו אומרים שאין לו לקדוש ברוך הוא אלא דלת אמות של הלכה. כלומר, יש שני דברים, יש כותל המערבי, יש בית המקדש שלצערנו עדיין אנחנו מתאבים ושואבים, שואפים לקיים את ה... להקים שכינה מאפרה, אבל אין לו לקדוש ברוך הוא אלא דלת אמות של הלכה. זו מעלת ההלכה. והחתם סופר מסביר ואומר, יש שניים שהקדוש ברוך הוא בוכה עליהם. אחד שיכול ללמוד והוא לא לומד. והשני, שהוא לא יכול ללמוד ולומד, שואל החתם סופר, שאלה ידועה ומפורסמת, בישלם אדם שיכול ללמוד ולא לומד, אז הקדוש ברוך הוא בוכה עליו, כי חבל על דאבדין, עוד כישרון, עוד כוח, אבל למה הקדוש ברוך הוא בוכה על מי שלא יכול ללמוד ולומד? אומר החתם סופר פלאי פלאות, אומר, הוא לא יכול ללמוד פלפול, והוא לומד פלפול, והיה יכול להיות גדול בהלכה. היה יכול להיות, במושגים של הלכה, מסיק שמט הלימודי הלכתה, ויכול להגיע לדרגות של ללבד הלכה. אבל הוא לא לומד הלכה, הוא לומד דבר אחר. ועל זה הקדוש ברוך הוא כואב, ועל זה הוא בעצם בוכה, כאילו חבל מאוד שהוא מתעסק בדברים אחרים, שהם אולי באמת חשובים, אבל אין להם תועלת כל כך. כמו זה שיכול... להגיע לידי הלכה, לליבון ההלכה. ולכן אני אומר, אשריכם ואשרי חלקכם שאתם עוסקים בלימוד ההלכה, ובמיוחד הרבנים הגאונים, שהם באמת תורמים מזמנם, ממרצם, מעונם ועונם, הונם ועונם, שברוך השם באים ועושים מלאכת קודש ללמוד וללמד הלכה צרופה, הלכה ברורה. אני מאחל לכולם שידיכם לגאון ולתפארת. ולהעלות בעזרת השם ביתר סד וביתר 
עוז בלימוד ההלכה, ובעזרת השם, שכר לימודכם יעלה בידכם להגדיל תורה ולהדירה. אמן. Rav Shmuel Pinchasi says the following With the permission of my brothers and friends I just want to say a few words about the greatness of Talmud Torah which leads to action Chachamim extol the virtue of Limud Halacha so much that they state that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has special pleasure in the study of Torah for the purpose of knowing the correct Halacha Hazal say on the Pasuk Ohev Hashem Sha'aret Zion Mikol Mishkenot Yaakov that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves the study halls of Halakha more than any other Batei Knesset and Batei Midrash. There is no doubt that every word of Torah merits a tremendous amount of reward in Olam Hazeh and Olam Abba. But there is no greater virtue than the study of Torah Halakha Lema'aseh. The Rabbis say that since the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, the Shekhinah has not left the Kotel HaMa'aravi. On the other hand, The rabbis also say that after the destruction, HaKadosh Baruch Hu only has in his world the four amot of halacha. Hachamim are comparing our yearning for the rebuilding of the Beit HaMikdash and restoring the glory of the Shekhinah to the tremendous ma'ala of studying halacha. The Hatam Sofer explains that the Gemara says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu cries over two types of people, one who can learn and does not learn, and one who cannot learn and learns. The question is obvious. It is clearly unfortunate that one who can, can learn and does not learn. The question is obvious. Clearly, it is unfortunate that one can learn and does not learn. What a waste of potential and kohot. However, what is wrong with one who cannot learn and nevertheless pushes himself to learn? The Hatam Sofer answers that the Gemara is referring to one who cannot learn on the deep level of Pilpul and nevertheless attempts to do so at the expense of knowing halakha. This, so to speak, pains HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that although this person is obviously learning important things, still, he is neglecting the important study of halakha. Therefore, I commend those who study halakha, especially the very knowledgeable rabbis of the Sephardic Halakha Center, who invest time, effort, and money in clarifying and arriving at the proper, proper halakhic conclusion and teaching them to the tzibur. I bless them to continue with this Melechat HaKodesh and may they merit to see much success in this great endeavor. L'Hagdil Torah Ul'Hadira. Amen. The following shiur has been delivered by Diane Yosef Greenwald, Diane at the Bet Avad. For more information or shiurim, please visit dshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. Parashat Varim always falls out adjacent to the day of Tisha B'Av. And it would seem very apropos that the same way the cause of the tremendous tragedy that brought about Churban Habayit is the Sinat Chinam that is between us, the wedges between man, between fellow Jews, the wedges between family members, the distance between what should be close family connections, it would seem apropos that the mitzvah in the Torah of this week is a mitzvah that deals with creating those connections. Sure enough, Moshe Rabbeinu, in his reminiscing and reprimanding simultaneously, Klal Yisrael before his, uh, before his death, in the last year of his life, the last few months of his life, 
discusses at length his creation of the Bedin, the founding, founding of the Bedin system. And he tells us in Perek Aleph Pasuk Tetzayin, I commanded the judges that were appointed at that time. Here, disputes and differences of opinion between brothers, all Jews are brothers, and render rulings of justice. Between man and his brother, and between those that live amongst us. And the Pasuk continues with the equalities, personal and uh, communal responsibilities that a judge has, and so on. But what we have over here is a definition that mm-hmm. a Dayan, a Bedin, has as its mission statement, as its motto, Shomoa ben Achichem, to hear between two people. And this maybe gives us a little bit insight into something very curious about Halakha. There are many areas in halakha that are chamurot, that are serious issues if there, if there's laxity. For instance, if Shmirat Shabbat is not taken seriously and the Eruv is uh, put around the public place and people are carrying the Eruv is not taken well care of, then chas v'shalom, we have a multitude of people carrying on Shabbat that are mechal Shabbat. If the kashos of a mikvah is not what it should be, then we have a community of Jews where their family life is not bekashrut. If we have a community where kosher meat is not slaughtered, taken care of, processed, kosher food is not uh, taken care of, produced and sold with the highest levels of kashrut. These are serious, serious issues. And yet, there is no halakha that one has to go to ask a question on a matter of kashrut, uh, Shabbat, Anything uh, of what we just mentioned to a bedin, you go to a person who's qualified. Of course, the more serious the issue, the higher the qualification has to be. There are certain things you could ask your local rabbi, and there are certain things you have to go to. You have to send a letter to uh, to Chacham Avadi. You have to send a letter to to Revali Yashiv or one of the other great poskim to Reb Chaim Kanievsky to decide. There are certain things that are definitely more more serious, complex, and far-reaching than others. But there's no din that it has to be decided by a panel. The halakha can be decided by a yochid, by an individual who has the capabilities and the ability to um, to decide that issue. Whereas in dinay mamanot, any issue of financial concern, what's curious is, doesn't have to be a difficult question. If there's an open and shut case between a plumber and somebody who he did a plumbing job for, and the question is, who's responsible for the $30 uh, piece that broke? The legal recourse is to go to a bedin. There's no such thing you could ask your rabbi and he decided. That does not have halakhically binding status on both parties. Dinei mamanot have to be paskin, have to be decided by um, by two judges. The same thing is true, by the way. We have halakha in, in every area of halakha. Again, like we said, the kashrut of an Arab, the kashrut of a mikvah, the kashrut of a candy store, the kashrut of where we get our meat from. All that, we believe the testimony of a single person. The klal is, like the Gemara tells us in various places, in Gitin, in Yivamot, and other places, Eid echad ne'eman bi'isurim. 
One aid is to be believed, one witness is to be believed in matters of Yisur Veheter. And it doesn't make a difference how complex it is. Comes to monetary matters and you need two edim. The Torah tells us, Alpishnaim edim yakum davar. Matters can only be decided, can only be created in Dinei Mamanot only by two edim. It doesn't make a difference if it's an open and shut case or it's the most complex thing. It would seem that the existential nature of this distinction lies in the pasuk that we just read that the definition of Dinei Mamanot is really a distinction of deciding between two people. And that's really the uh, the fundamental uh, issue over here. Deciding between two people needs a panel. I would illustrate this with a with an interesting case in point. It's a bit complex, but it, it, it brings out the point very, very well. There is an area of financial law where despite that not being the case all over, one aid is to be believed. And that is in a case where two people are not fighting, for instance. Um, the Ran tells us in his Chidushim in Mesechet Chulin, Dav Tzadik Vav, that if uh, Reuven picks up a wallet in the street and he knows it's not his, he has a mitzvah, Shavat Avedah, he doesn't know who to give it back to. Comes along an aid echad, comes along one te- uh, one witness, and says that the wallet belongs to Shimon. Malachi is giving back to Shimon. Why the rat says that's not the name Amanot that needs to aid him, because you're not uh, you, you're not taking money away from one person giving it to the other. The one who found it is not holding on to it as his own. It's just a matter of clarifying. You're not, you're not, uh, so to speak, creating a psak between two people. And sure enough, the poskim point out that in Bav, uh, in Bav Chavav, Amud Aleph, it's clear that if two people, you have the same type of situation, Ruvain picked up a wallet, and Shimon and Levi are both fighting, they're fighting with each other who it belongs to. Shimon says that he produces, he says it was a black wallet this size, and yeah, sure enough, it matches the description. Levi also provides a description and it matches. Over there, one aid is not enough, you need two aidim. Despite the fact that you're really not, neither one of them, Shimon and Levi are just trying to get the, trying to get the wallet back from Ruvain. Ruvain's not, you know, he has no case in the matter. He's not a defendant, there's no defendant here. But still the halakha is that you need to aid him. It seems quite clear that the point is that as soon as it becomes a dispute between two people, that itself renders it dinay mamanot. Which might explain, by the way, why Chazal have an interesting, a curious uh, linking up of two separate concepts. And they say the same way you need two aidim for dinay mamon, because the, ter- the Torah says, apish naim aidim yakum davar. Any matter... A matter, davar means something important, should be, shall be decided by two witnesses. The Gemara says that we find also that the Torah refers to the word davar, with the word davar, also to davar shebe'erva, anything related to the creation or dissolution of a marital relationship. And the reason for that is because over there also we're dealing with two people. We're not dealing just with one person's halachic status, we're dealing with a relationship between two people. Anything that's related to two people deciding, defining, 
creating, molding, shaping the definition, halachic, between two people, about two people, in a dispute between two people, needs a bedin and needs to aid them. That seems to be the uh, the key point over here. Another case in point. We mentioned that for all matters of ritual law, not uh, financial law, one aid is enough. Before we mention that, I would I would point out something else. Something very curious. There's a whole area of financial law that does not appear uh, in the Shulchan Aruch. Maran, when he was misadeh, the Shulchan, uh, the Shulchan Aruch, was misadeh the dinim of, hil, of uh, hilchot ribit, of uh, lending with interest, in Yoridea. Not in Choshem Mishpat, with all the other areas of financial law. Financial law as far as Kinyanim are concerned, as far as deeds, as far as sales, lending relationships, and so on and so forth. All that is described in Choshem Mishpat. That's the area of Shulchan Aruch that deals with monetary law. Except for Hilchot Ribit, which is in Yoridea. The implication seems to be clear. A person, the same way a person can have non-kosher meat or non-kosher mikvah, non-kosher family life, a bar minan, a person could have non-kosher money as well. That's not the imperative of Choshem Mishpat. The imperative of Choshem Mishpat is something between two people. And whenever there's a contract between two people that's in dispute, or there's a fight, or there's defining a relationship between two people, and uh, responsibility, privilege, and so on and so forth between two people, inheritance, you're deciding between two people. Rebeat, the two people are in agreement. I want to borrow from you because I want to invest money and I'm willing to pay you uh, for every hundred dollars. I'm willing to pay you 130 per annum. There's, no, there's nothing between us. But the point of the matter is that if you make money on me by lending to me with interest, your money is not kosher. Not only that, I'm in violation of that halakha as well if I agree to pay you that rebit. The point of the rebit is not that I'm a victim, not this uh, capitalist, uh, socialist myth that I'm a victim of your greed. It's a function of your relationship with God and making sure that your money is saturated with His will. It's it's a ben adam lamakom. So that's why it doesn't belong in Choshen Mishpat. Now, kosher money is not the subject of Choshen Mishpat. The subject of Hashem Mishpat is any relationship with somebody else. If it's a relationship premised around monetary relationships, it's in Hashem Mishpat. If it's a relationship premised around uh, marital statuses, then it's in Evan Ezer. It's a separate area of halacha. But I think this, uh, this, this, this brings up another point. Like we said, the halacha is that one witness is testimony is admissible even on the most intense and important areas of halakha. That being said, the halakha is that one needs two edim on any area of dinay mamanot. Now, a basic premise of edut is that anybody that the edim, the testimony has to come from two people that are not uh, relevant to the case. So, for instance, let's say I have, there's a, there's a dispute between two people. I have testimony that's important on the matter. It's a contract dispute between two people, and I'm not one of the parties, but there's a finder's fee that might be different if, uh, if my testimony is accepted. The halakha is that I'm, uh, I'm not valid as a witness. 
the halacha of Eidechad Neman Biyisurim, the one uh, witness is valid for any area of halacha in Isur Veheter, is even when it's my meat. It's my factory. The fact that we have mashgichim in stores, factories, mikvaot, slaughterhouses, is only because we understand human nature and people can't be left uh, in a position of ca- in compromise. But theoretically, in pure theoretical halacha, person would be neman. And the reason for this is, the poskim explain that when I am testifying to the kashrut of the meat in my store, I'm not testifying about myself. It's my meat. It's my meat in the sense that I'm the one that takes the financial loss if it's not kosher. But it's not a psak on me. There's no statement about me as an individual. It's not my halachic status or responsibility or negligence or anything like that that's being decided on when the kashrut of the meat is to be decided. So, I'm neman. That's the halacha. So what we see over here again is a distinction that the... Uh, halachot of kashrut are not a decision between two people, about people. It's a decision about things. The kashrut, the halachic status of things. The um, halachot of uh, bedin apply to decisions that refer to people. The same is true, by the way, and that's probably the underlying idea behind what Chazal described as davar sheba'erva, anything that's related to marital bonds or dissolution, creation or dissolution of marital bonds, the halakha is that uh, needs to edim. Or anything that's related to a person's personal status insofar as eligibility to marry into the community is concerned. To say something about a person's personal status needs to edim, it needs a beddin. So for instance... A woman is certainly believed to tell us uh, her status as far as uh, Hilchot Nida is concerned. It's a prerequisite. The, in fact, Tosvot in Gitin, Davbet, Amud Bet, explains that the source of Eid Echod Neman Bi'isurimen has to be true, because otherwise how would a woman ever be able to make B'dikot? How would we ever be able to know that she didn't have a uh, continuation of uh, menstrual blood? The only way to know that is by relying on her. Obviously, what do you mean? It's about herself. It's not. There's, she's not defining her status um, as a person. She's defining a thing. Even if that thing is your body, but it's a it's a thing. Defining who you are as a member of the community, however... Is you're defining yourself, and for that, for a person to say they're Jewish or they are kosher by birth or they're not kosher by birth, that type of thing, again, needs to edim. So this is a very fundamental point. I think the point is clear that the concept of bedin is not only about money; it's about people. And this is so important as we head towards uh, Tisha B'av. The sinat chinam is about labeling people, dividing people, bringing people together. It's about creating a cohesive unit of people. And it's about creating a cohesive unit of people 
that have the possibility of bringing Shechina amongst them. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should help us that we should, uh, we should be guilty only of labeling any other Jews with the title that Pirkei Avot uses. Ve'amech kulam tzadikim. All members of the Jewish people are inherently righteous. That is the label that we can, uh, that we can put on all members of the Jewish nation. We should be zocher to label everybody correctly, kindly, compassionately. We should be zocher to say things, do things, decide things that bring all of us as brothers together. The Shema Ben Achichem should be a listening, a talking, and an acting in a way that brings us together. We should be both zocher, all of us, to be together as one family, one group, in the speedily rebuilt Bet HaMikdash. This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halakha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halakhic consultation, monetary Bet-Din services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha Journal, or for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at thesh.org to subscribe.